0: up everybody welcome back to the soco show it's episode number 186 this of course is the voice of the co-host cody michael i'm joined as always by the so host seth
1: 186 and jared's favorite activity is to pick up sticks
0: that's what they say at jared
2: buckendall speaking of picking up sticks Yes, I do. <laughs> I very much do. If people don't know, I am the stick man. The stick man. The stick man He's the stick man. He's the stick wow. man.
1: He truly does though. That's that's a fun I fact do. about yeah, Jared. Yeah, yeah. He enjoys stick picking. Yeah,
2: stick picking was a fine uh art that I uh, was accustomed to growing up, you know, in my town, not much to do. You know, uh, we uh, just got credit cards, I believe two years ago there. Um, if you never believed in time travel, travel to Western Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: What is it about the sticks and the picking up? Like, is it the bending down? Is it like, what is it about, is it meditative because it's simple activity that you can repeat? What is it about the stick picking up that has that has stayed with you all this time?
2: Well, I'm glad you asked that, Cody. Thank you so much. Um, also, thank you so much for uh, including me on the show. Um, wonderful show, love the show. Um, wish my name was in the show. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know, probably therapeutic probably I don't know I just I mean I've told it maybe not on this podcast but another one where yeah I was just a you know kid walking home and I just like if I saw a giant branch I'd just drag it home with me and it's like (laughs) hey there's branch kid there's stick boy carrying home twigs and then we'd have like a big old burn pile and I'd just go set it down there and then whenever we had like you know a fire and made s'mores and stuff with the family we had enough firewood you know
0: That's actually a really adorable story. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't. I had never heard your origin story before. I knew everyone called you Michelle Branch growing up. I just didn't
3: know (laughs) why. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's because you were picking up everybody's uh, refuse out front. That honestly, that was more than I could have ever hoped for. Just right off the intro, I feel like we're already a couple minutes into the show, and I didn't have to do shit. So I I say we end it
2: now. This is a hot show. Hit
1: the sounder. Hot show!
0: Oh man, welcome in, folks. Uh, again, it's 186. We're stoked to have you. A lot of fun stuff on the show today. Um, what kind of things we're going to talk about? We've got some movies. Um, we've got the very big Disney Plus MCU show that just wrapped up. We're going to do a little bit of talking about that. Get into some spoiler territory as well. Um, so make sure you pay attention when we start getting into what you watch um, for the spoiler alerts there. And we got some fun stuff we're going to do along the way, including news or nonsense, which I am really motivated to uh, get back in the winter circle on. So uh, look forward to that also. So a lot of fun stuff. Uh, we're glad you guys are with us here for, for this week's episode. We're going to fire things up like we always do by uh, getting, getting warmed up with uh, some titillating topics.
3: Titillating topics.
1: <sighs> These topics are sizzling hot today.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like fajitas walking by us. We can hear them. We can smell them. Let's get those topics.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That was stupid. I thought you were doing a snake. <laughs> I'm <thinking> about fajitas. <laughs> that's,
1: that's my world-famous fajitas impression. Mm.
0: Wow. Your fajita impression is impeccable.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um... All right, we're going to serve up a nice, hot, sizzling, steaming plate of (laughs) topics by firing up the titillator. We'll do five topics. Fired up. There we go. All right. The titillator has been properly titillated. Um, We have five words slash topics here. Um, The topics are accuracy reptiles, mice, slash mouse, decades, and straights, or straight.
0: Um, give them to me again. Oh,
1: God, this is hard to read. Uh, (laughs) It's five words. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's literally just a list of five words. Yeah. See, so I, I, I'm going to go behind the scenes here. I switched to a new titillator. I, 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 upgraded, I upgraded the titillator, but it only gives oh, me shit. words. Um, it doesn't, like, put them out as, like... It just, it's a random word generator instead of a topic generator. So it doesn't put them in the same, like, you know, type of word. <laughs> oh, no. Gotcha.
0: Okay. So We're is it a thing
2: where, like, you. you got a
1: new titillator, but is it, like, almost a downgrade? A little. The features aren't quite as user friendly, but it is, you know, the newer model. So,
0: more horsepower. So, people,
2: please yeah. send money to the Soco Show so we can then get better technology. Get
1: new titillators. That's right. Yep. All
0: right. Go become an anchor wanker today. We got to get the the um, the uh, what's it called? The thing in the uh, in the DeLorean. Flux capacitor. We got to get the flux capacitor fixed on the uh, on the tip. I'm gonna
1: need a flux capacitor to go back the fucking three years it took for you to get through that whole thing.
0: (laughs) It took me a little while, guys. I'm not super familiar with Back to the Future, but also that was just a brain fart. I should have known (laughs) flux capacitor. I deserved that bit of criticism, uh, and I'll do better next time. I promise.
1: Man, all right. Five words uh, that comes up as accurate or accuracy: reptiles. Mice slash mouse decade slash decades straight slash straights.
0: <laughs> well, read them again.
2: <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, just what was the first one? I, I think I liked accurate
2: that slash accuracy. accuracy.
0: Okay, yes, it is. I have a question for you guys and what? for the gentlemen at home and for the ladies, even though I think I know the answer.
2: Ooh, I know where you're going. Do with you this.
0: consider Do you consider yourself to be accurate? Um, at aiming your urine when, from a standing <laughs> position. That's exactly 20. where
2: I knew you were going. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yep.
0: It's, it's because like for myself, I, I take pride in that now for myself, especially because I'm the one who's cleaning up after myself. Like no one else cleans the bathroom for me. So if I, if I miss, it's my problem, um, which it wasn't always the case and isn't always the case for so like in public or whatever the hell. So I try to be really accurate. Occasionally I will miss and it will really upset me. Because I feel like there's there are very few things I've done as many times in my life as P. And so I feel like I should be an expert at it. And so I, I hold myself to a high standard of accuracy. I'm wondering if you guys do the same.
2: I am so glad you brought this up because, yes, I agree. I would say that I'm like a good uh, – I'm like 99.5%. Oh, boy. Um, but that 05 is a travesty when it happens.
0: It's catastrophic.
2: Yes. It's like
0: it's like uh it's like air travel. It's like almost every time we get there, but when we don't
1: <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I'm pretty accurate. I mean, Cody will remember this. Uh you know, back when we lived together, um I used to randomly go into the bathroom when he was pooping, and I never once even hit his legs. It was always always on his face. Always True. face <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that's nasty.
0: Whoa. Not you got a drop me. hit the ground. I, I fucking, I ducked the cross, and then you hit me with the fucking yeah. jab right on the nose. Oh wow! That oh, was good, man. Man, I don't. I think at this, I think if you're an if you're an able-bodied adult man and you're missing the toilet, what the fuck, dude? Like, I it, it seems to me to be just common courtesy. If you're a kid and you're swinging it around, or you know if you if your hands are shaky or you can't stand or whatever I understand all that follow up question
1: i can I interject first with one quick uh story yeah. uh i rem- I have a distinct memory of being at your place uh oh and I was young I was real young um it was probably when we first started being friends actually um came over and peed and Depth, my accuracy back then it was it wasn't great. <laughs> it was like rookie year Josh Allen, not good. Um for, for, <laughs> for football fans. Um and I remember like hearing your parents say something. Like your I think your dad <laughs> I think your dad was pissed. <laughs> uh, pun intended <laughs> yeah. Um and and uh you know, I think Fanny was probably not. It was probably upset, but you know, calmed him down a little. Um, but that could have been the end of our end of our friendship, right there. Is that kid who peed all over your bathroom?
0: That's what he was saying. Is he was complaining <laughs> that you pissed all over the house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really funny because my dad also I heard him complaining about another one of our friends, Brett, who eats really loudly. And oh, yeah. I remember hearing him complaint about that. I I don't. I think my dad likes all of you, but I think we all annoyed the shit out of him when we were at my house when we were kids, which I I would not be surprised.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. My follow up question. Like, do you guys ever just take a seat and just do it that way? Like, I I can see the appeal. I've never just out of habit. I never really have. Um. But I could see the appeal. You guys ever get lazy and just, you know, just well, going to take this one from the the number two position?
1: I mean, typically, when I'm doing a, doing a number two, uh, you know, number one will also follow.
2: Sure. Um, yeah. Um, Which that's a conundrum. You can only do number two with number
1: one, but you can do number one without number two. That's true. Except for yeah. I do kind of. You can. I do shart a little when when I'm standing up to. People. Oh really. <laughs> Nice Play-Doh Fun Factory back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um. But I will. I have done it before when I haven't had to poo. I've had to sit down. I have sat down to pee when I was at while I was at work. Um, oh yeah. When I, when I wanted to just you know take a little take a little extra time in there. Yeah.
2: See, get paid on the clock, I man. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, again, if you're doing number two, that's corporate dumps, and that's definitely in the budget. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I think every now and then I will. But it's also, I mean, surprise, surprise, people. I, I you know, work from home, you know, big quotations Man. around work. Um, So I don't know. It, so I you, mean, maybe maybe if I'm like, because it's multitasking. That's that's what I'm using it for, where it's like, okay, I have right. to, like, post something or read something. I'm right. going to sit down. Technically,
1: so, you're getting paid to shit.
2: Yeah. Well, no, no, this is just number <laughs> one right now. Oh, okay, you're getting paid to pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I guess uh, I'm curious if you guys are to this age. If you're sitting there too long, do your shin or not shins, but like
1: bottom thighs start to hurt? Dude, I. Oh yeah. I remember. So before smartphones were like prevalent, um, like super easy to get and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but when laptops were still pretty decent like new you just this essays is like on the toilet <laughs> 2007 2008 2000 like that time yeah i had i remember that changed my pooping because <laughs> i had a clothes hamper that was perfect height to to set the laptop on in front of me so it was like eye level and so i would sit on the toilet with this laptop right in front of me and i would fucking watch videos and be on facebook and all kinds of shit For like half hour, forty five minutes, (laughs) and it's because I had a bathroom all to myself. Like I, I I had the upstairs with a bathroom like two feet from my bedroom, and so and my parents never came up to use that. Um, So I could just sit in there. I could literally be in the bathroom the whole time if I wanted to, and no one would bother me.
0: (laughs) Did you want to though? Because like, yeah, didn't your didn't your ass and legs? Yeah, my legs would go numb if I'm there for too long. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: they'd go numb, but I, I would be too distracted by some YouTube video I'm watching to, to care about it. (laughs) Oh man.
0: I bet there was some good stuff on 2008 YouTube. Jared, do you ever do you ever look at the quality of your stuff and the quality of like 2008 YouTube and you're just like, "Man, fuck."
2: <laughs> yeah. 100%. I'm just like, "Man, they were I've I'll never be able to reach that quality."
0: No, I mean, because there's a shit like every video sucked. <laughs> and like now every video has really high production quality. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Like, no, I if you could time what travel you were... if you could take Oh, oh yeah so you knew okay
2: oh yeah no, no 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 no. I was just playing into the joke a little bit but no I totally agree and and that's funny because I was listening to a podcast recently and th- that they kind of brought up that same concept where they were early adopters to YouTube and they're like you just have to kind of be a funny um and mm-hmm. and mind you technology like the the what 720p was like super high def at that time now mm-hmm. it's considered standard definition um it's crazy
0: yeah, I think about some of the old like power thirst is one of my favorite videos ever. And that's like so shoddily thrown together um, compared to some of the stuff you see out there now. It's pretty wild, but I guess that's, you know. So, yeah, we've come a long way since 2008 in, in YouTube quality and in urine accuracy, I would say. <laughs> um, ladies out there, let us know how is, is there an accuracy problem for you? I don't think so. That's a stupid ass question. I retract it. Don't respond don't. to that question.
2: No, yeah, I was going to say, I think they're more of a shotgun. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: Just point it and... All right, we're going to move on. Uh, I think we're... I I think we're properly titillated here. Titillated topics. (laughs) You ever just see... You ever just nope out of a situation right in the middle of it? That's what that... That's like, here we get... You know what? Never mind. We're moving on. That's what this is. Wow. Anytime
1: someone... (laughs) In a conversation, brings up a that they're a Trump supporter. Nope, I'm out. Nope. Bye. Yep.
0: Yep. Man. Oh man. Um, Well, here's someone that we do want to hear from. Uh, We got to check the tweets on WWE legend, the Iron Sheik. These are Sheik tweets. I call you a punk. Hold
1: on to your butts, Iron (laughs) Sheik. This week. Today, actually, as of this recording, Wednesday, March tenth of the year two thousand twenty-one, Iron Sheik got into a little bit of a war with Soldier Boy. Uh oh.
0: Oh shit! (laughs) Tell me everything.
1: Um, Iron Sheik and Soldier Boy—they went back and forth for a little bit, and this started last week. Um, Actually, yeah, last week. Soldier Boy came out with a tweet, basically saying someone was faker than wrestling. So then a lot of the professional wrestlers came out, were attacking him. Um, most notably, Randy Orton, him, um, WWE legend, legend killer, um, the Viper, um, yes. yeah, the Apex Predator, sizzling. Yeah, there you go, Apex Predator. Um, he uh, he, him and Soldier Boy went back and forth pretty good. Um, Randy had a couple digs and whatnot. And then Iron Sheik responded, he quote tweeted one of Randy Orton's tweets and called Soldier Boy the Soldier Brony. Ooh. And so <laughs> Soldier Boy fri- finally saw this and he responded today. And he said his first tweet was that response, he says, Fuck you, bitch, I'll smack the shit out that bald head. So you already know, you already know <laughs> Iron Sheik is not gonna take that lightly. He says hey, do s- in it now, boy. He says, Soldier bitch. <laughs> You dumb fucking no good ringtone rap jabroni piece of shit. <laughs> I crank your ass, put you in the camel clutch and make you humble.
0: Whoa. That is the Iron Sheik throwing it the fuck down.
3: Give me what I want.
0: Wow.
1: No good ringtone rap jabroni piece of shit is my I favorite.
2: Think, I think uh, the biggest dig there is the ringtone part. Yeah oh yeah. ringtone
0: rapper is fucking yeah. excellent because that was kiss me through the phone that was a big big ringtone yep. and they yep. would advertise it you remember those old ads yeah text 61555 to get yep. soldier boys kiss me through the phone those were nuts or you can nuts. get
1: that or gummy bear like those are your two <laughs> options I ain't or crazy noise, frog yeah
0: <laughs> crazy Ring, frog. ding 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 oh, so man. i used to know that whole song <laughs>
1: Soldier is there more to the soldier boy? Oh, versus there's Chica? more. There's a lot more coming. Oh here. wow.
0: Oh my god. I this gotta, is a story. Shit, I said me. hold
1: on to your butts. Apparently, your butt is not being held on to. Um, it's out the door. Um, <laughs> soldier boy then responds to that tweet where he's called a um, ringtone rap jabroni. <laughs> ringtone <laughs> rap jabroni.
0: <laughs> that's got that's it right that's gotta be the title of the
1: show <laughs> um, soldier boy responds with you won't do shit i'll superman your goofy looking ass don't play with me turn turn you into the iron bitch he says so soldier boy comes wow. back claps back in him iron chic this is two tweets so this is the first one Says, soldier Jabroni boy, you have many mosquito di- or you have mosquito dick. How many times you ever sold out the Madison Square Garden? You are worse than that Jabroni Howdy Doody guitar player Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, "I break your fucking neck through the phone." <laughs> Don't ever insult the legend, you no good motherfucker,
0: dude. Wow. That is do I have a for three for the win?
3: Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! I think
0: it's a rap point.
1: So one last tweet. And this is the uh, this is the cherry on top on top. On top. On, on top. <laughs> <On twop. laughs> um No no like quote tweet, no response. He just tweets the at Soldier Boy equals the raisin balls.
0: <laughs> oh, <shit>. oh no! <laughs>
3: nice.
0: Oh man. The raisin he balls. The
2: raisin <laughs> balls.
0: Raisin balls. By the way, we talked last week about nicknames I had to have on the show because of <laughs> losing a game. That was one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. His soldier Boy has not responded to the Raisin Balls accusation?
1: He's not to that, nor has he responded to um, when he said he'd break his fucking neck through the phone.
0: You know why? Because he's fucking dead, so he killed him. Iron <laughs> Sheik just put soldier Boy in and the fucking he ground.
1: He took, then he took his Raisin Balls and put them in an oatmeal cookie. Oh, no. <laughs> you get a fucking cookie and a star. <laughs> he gave
0: them right back to him. He's like, here's your cookie. That is... I. This is this feels strange, but I honestly believe, so Soldier Boy just got fucking bodied by the Iron Sheik on Twitter. Did whether I don't know if you saw like other responses, like ratios or anything. It looked the public would agree, right? That the Sheik really just took a Soldier Boy to school just now.
1: Oh yeah, he he gave he put him in the camel clutch, make him humble.
0: That is fucking good, and he used honestly. It sounds like the Sheikh would be pretty good at Miles' minute because he had a lot of good Soldier Boy puns from his old songs. Yep. That is how you. That's how you win, to me. We got to get him on the debate show. Where's our debate thing? (laughs) Holy (laughs) one! Wow, Iron Sheikh just blasted Soldier Boy out of the fucking room. That was awesome. That was pretty awesome
1: probably my favorite chic tweet segment that we've had
0: it was a good one there were twists there were turns my butt is just gone i forgot to hold on to it but i was warned so hopefully you were holding on to your butts america because iron chic just blew them off that's a weird i don't know if i like that one but anyway that's chic tweets i call you a punk Alrighty, folks. Let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com. Hit the link in the description. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Whee! We also have Mathis Designs. Head over to mathisdesigns.com to find our good friend, Steph. Get all your stationary and graphic design needs or commission a piece of your own. Get that piece. Get that piece. Get yourself also a piece of Mike's Wood. Etsy.com slash shop slash fed and wed to get your woodworked.
1: Oh, Mike.
0: Oh, Mike. A couple of guys on the mic, NPA and Jack on the weekends. They are Friday after class. Link in the description box to their Spotify page, which very, very soon will have the release of Glizzy's for Breakfast featuring Lil C-Man. So you're going to want to get over there, <laughs> get the Spotify link and follow so that you can get that one on day one. It's gonna be a hot ticket, so make sure you guys check that out. Uh, NPA also involved, along with our very own JB, on Room 56 Studios. If you have a creative idea and you wanna take it to the next level with some video editing, audio editing, animation, graphic design, any of that stuff, the guys can help you take your idea and turn it into a reality that you can put out into the world. So, room56studios.com and get in touch with uh, with JB and NPA about how they can help you out.
2: Waka waka.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And
0: last but certainly not least, we have Anchor. Anchor is our podcast hosting service. Let's go to a quick 30-second ad for them. All right. Excellent stuff as always, Co. Anchor also uh, one of the best places to communicate with us because you can leave us voice messages. Hit the link in the description box and head over leave us a voicemail. Ask us a question. Have us settle a bet. Give us a hot take on a movie that you like or don't like. Um, anything uh, that you want to contribute to the show via voice messages is fair game. And uh, if you do send us one, we will likely play it on the show because we're hurting for content. And uh, our favorite place to do that <laughs> is on our live shows, which are monthly over on the J Buck Studios YouTube page. At
2: Jared Buckendall.
0: Our next live show is going to be about two weeks out um, from the release of this show, uh, March 25th, 8 p.m. Central Time, at the J Buck Studios YouTube page. If you want to hear your voice on that very show, hit the link in the description box and go leave us some voicemail. Another great thing to do while you're there is to become a contributor or as we like to call them, our anchor wankers. These are the folks that contribute on a monthly basis, a dollar, two bucks, five bucks here on a monthly basis to help the show continue to grow um, and continue to just keep going in general. Uh, We're really excited about some of the things that we're working on uh, that we have yet to announce for you all. And uh, there's a lot of really fun stuff that, that, we're just really pumped about. And the anchor wankership that we have had in the past is, is all getting dedicated to that. And your ongoing support is, is, you know, continuing to help us evolve the show in ways that we are, we think are really fun and exciting. So if you want to become an anchor wanker, hit the anchor page, hit the contribute button, select the amount that's right for you. We really, really appreciate that as we do our current list of anchor wankers. Um, Last thing I'll say about Anchor Wankers, wankers is if wankers. you become one uh, between now and our next live show, you'll get a special shout out on the live show, and we'll take a shot in your honor. So now is the time to get those Anchor Wankers in there, folks. Uh, call your friends. Tell them to jump on the boat so that you guys can see me take too many shots and get fucked up on the podcast, which everyone mm, seems to be when we do it. So,
1: Wank you very, very much.
0: Very much fun there. Wank you very much. Very excellent. Uh, That's our sponsors. Big shouts out to all of them and to all of our anchor wankers and all of you listeners. Um, We're we're glad to have you. We appreciate you spending the time with us here. For now, uh, let's jump forward. We're going to take a look at the headlines and see which ones Seth made up. Everything coming soon is either news or nonsense.
1: News or nonsense.
0: News or nonsense.
1: All right, got three news headline or three headlines. Some are news, Ooh, some are nonsense. He gave a hint. He said they're all, all news. could be news, all could be on Uh-oh. nonsense. You don't know. <laughs> no, you don't we're know on to something. We're on to you, um, Cody and Jared will guess after I read the headline. I did want to add one more uh, wrinkle to this so that we can have a little bit of a tiebreaker because we've had some tiebreakers in the past here. So, uh, or it had some tied games in the past or close to tied anyway um too close for comfort i'm gonna have you guys guess how many you so uh, how many of the stories will be actual news so i'm gonna have you guys like wager that beforehand so like oh so that's our get. okay so that's the tiebreaker that's the tiebreaker so out of these three how many do you think will be news uh cody why don't you go first since no jared won last time why don't you go first
2: Wait, yeah. so if I say a number, he can't then say that same number, correct?
1: Yeah, I, right. I mean, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. right, so we would just tie again. Two. Yeah.
2: Two of them are news. Okay.
0: He thinks two are news? Two are news. No way. Um, I'll say one. One are news.
1: news? Ooh. Yeah, yep. so the options obviously would have been zero, one, two, or three. So. Oh, zero. I forgot zero could have been yeah. an option, Yeah, yeah wow
2: okay never mind
1: wow. so so jared you said two that is correct cody said one all right let's go ahead and start the news this just in new zealand teenager spends 36 hours on swing to break world record is that news or nonsense
0: mm-hmm. Is there a theme? Did you tell us the theme?
1: Oh, yeah. Theme this week. Is, swings. <laughs> it's all swings. Swingers. <laughs> next next story is about swingers. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, about essentially springtime. Um, outdoor okay. activi- spring okay. activities. Since we're mm. warming up a little bit, it was 70 degrees here in Iowa today.
2: It's a hot one.
0: Getting warm. Let's do this. 69. Um,
1: so I'll read it again. I think New Zealand teenager spends 36 hours on swing to break world record.
3: Hmm.
1: I think
0: there's an Easter egg in there. News-Eland? I Ooh. think this is true.
1: <laughs> you think it's news?
2: hmm I mean... I, I like your logic, and I was going that way too. Um, I'm thinking since they were one of the first ones to you know, eradicate this virus that people are over there uh, celebrating, and they've celebrated <laughs> so much that this kid is like, I need to think of something new to do. Yeah. Let's swing. So I think that this is news.
1: Drum roll, please.
0: this is news (laughs) yep booyah that was a good one
2: chalk it up
0: i think that i mean that's a really long goddamn time don't get me wrong that's that feels like an attainable world record like if if i just if if i was just like i will i i'm going to set a world record and you showed me a list and that was on it Mm -hmm. i'd be like okay i could take a stab at that one um, I know it would suck, and I know it's a long time. I'm not trying to, to downplay it, but I feel like that's something that I might be able to actually do if I if I really set my mind to it.
2: Like, uh, just yeah, be because could could people throw me a bottle of water or maybe a corn dog here or there,
0: or a hoagie? I think yeah, yeah. yeah. Corn dog says, toss.
1: That's a game I want to play.
0: You'd be really worried about falling asleep though.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you
0: have to be swinging, do you even have to be swinging? Can you just sleep sitting on it? I don't know. Maybe the swinging and the motion. Yeah, what is does enough swinging constitute?
2: Awake? Apparently,
0: I don't know. A lot of questions about the uh, swinging world record, but I think I might be coming for it this summer.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just, I just, just telling y'all now. <laughs> wow,
1: said with such distaste.
0: <laughs> All right, dumbass.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you never understood me without saying the words that I that you <laughs> that you're thinking so well.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I could feel the I could feel that. Yeah.
1: Alright. Next headline. Uh this just in. Kentucky man requires surgery after friend throws cornhole bag at his face in defeat. Is this news or nonsense?
2: Hmm. Okay, we have Kentucky. We Kentucky have man hole.
1: requires surgery after friend throws cornhole bag at his face in defeat. Yep. yep.
2: Um, I mean, Kentucky and cornhole go together. When you're playing cornhole, there is uh, more than likely alcohol involved. Um, spirits and, uh, you know, sportsmanship are usually uh, thrown by the wayside. I think that this is news. Oh, I think that a friend, yeah. I think it was tied, you know, and he uh, sunk that last uh, – Cornholio, and he got mad. By the
0: wayside.
1: So Jared's saying okay. news. Mm-hmm.
0: This is news. So I'm I'm either about to look really smart or like I think way too hard. um If he lost the game, no, never mind. I underthought it. I didn't think I was doing that. What I was gonna say is you can't lose a game of cornhole and still be holding a bag, but you can, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, so I was thinking, okay, why would he? You'd have to bend down and pick one up to throw it at someone. I'm still gonna say this is nonsense, um, but my logic did, fell apart as I was reporting it. So I don't know that I like my odds, <laughs> but uh, but I'm gonna say this is nonsense out of the great state of Kentucky.
1: Drumroll, please.
0: nonsense yeah that's what i like
2: yep yep were they playing like uh
1: darts or something (laughs) no i just made that up dang it um that one i couldn't get i i was i i I was reading it (laughs) before um when you guys were having the conversation about swinging um i was Mm. reading that one before and i was laughing at it so i didn't know if i was gonna be able to get through it Uh, (laughs) um I was pretty happy with my performance on that one. All right, I would
0: believe I would believe that that happened. Like if you told yeah. me that happened to a friend of yours, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, okay, that yeah. happened." But it was a, it was a wordy headline. That was my first clue. Yeah, and then the thing about the, the cornhole bag too.
1: That was the yeah. other reason I didn't know if I was going to be able to get through it because it was a it was a long one. I kept trying to think when I was writing that one. It took me forever to to. I knew I wanted to do that as the the bag to the face, but I didn't know how to to word it. Not super long, but still not like sound like mm. Kentucky throat face injury like <laughs> to, to just be really yeah. simple alright final headline <laughs> this one's intense Indiana homeowner mows over deed to house hours before sale is this news or nonsense mm.
2: So you said Indiana man blows up house?
1: (laughs) No. Indiana man mows over deed to house hours before sale. Oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, oh.
1: Is that news or nonsense?
0: I think there's a way for me to guarantee that I win here. But I don't really want to dedicate the bandwidth to figuring it out. Um, I'm going to say that I think this is nonsense. I don't know why uh, a person would be mowing their lawn on the day they're selling their house. <laughs> that I mean, maybe, but I, that, that's why I think this BS.
2: Do yeah, also- especially since it's hours before. I'm glad that you just pointed that out because yeah, now now this story this this whole thing is starting to fall apart a little bit in my mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, wait a minute. Who gives a shit if you're mowing? You're out of there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it was like, "Hey, we'll pay you x amount, but you gotta mow forever
0: oh, <laughs> I'm not. saying it to freshly cut grass
2: <laughs> that's one of the stipulations we We leave the sofas, but you have to keep mowing the yard <laughs> <laughs> i i am saying that this is also nonsense,
1: Wow, all right, well, go ahead and hit the drum roll, so you guys might feel a little stupid. Bye. <laughs> Is this <laughs> news? not even going to tell us. <laughs> it's I think nonsense. we rooted him out. No, it's
0: yeah. Wow, you know what that means. Wow. For three for the win. Yes!
3: LeBron James and the closure.
0: I just want to point out that not only did I just go three for three, but I also nailed the tiebreaker. There was one piece of news mm-hmm. and two pieces of nonsense. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if there are really rules to this game yet, but I think that would be considered like a perfect game. I um, think we I have to have an
2: unbiased third party involved in this because I feel like maybe he's slipping you the uh, the cheat sheet before <laughs> we're getting on live. I don't know. You guys always seem like you're scheming. Um, he's pulling on his ear. But I will uh, accept this defeat.
0: <laughs> I'm just glad that you – I'm glad that Seth – I'm. I will say I have a way easier time when Seth is bullshitting me of of figuring that out then jared like i never know when you're bullshitting me i you've caught me like four or five times <laughs> fucking probably in the recent past of being totally fucking just being sarcastic and i don't pick it up so i think if you were the host of news or nonsense i would give seth a pretty decent chance but um, yeah, I may have an advantage here because I, maybe I, I, maybe I can, uh, I can spot a Seth fib from a mile maybe, away. Maybe
2: maybe one of these uh, these weeks we'll we'll switch it up and see uh, see if what I can get past both of you.
0: <laughs> there you go. See if Chef wants to step into the ring with the. <laughs> I'll be the Iron Sheik. You be Soldier Boy.
1: <laughs> Shut up, you old bald man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Well, once again, I'm the king. Back up on top of the heap for News or Nonsense. Or Another shit. great week of it. Another great week of the headlines.
1: News or Nonsense.
0: News or Nonsense. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Donny Thornberry wearing himself out. Um, Let's talk about what we did this last week recap the week that was this is what did you you know actually the donny thornberry thing reminded me um one of the things we did this last week was the disney plus or the paramount plus switch uh seth had the hookup on paramount plus so we got that paramount plus already by the way pretty fucking dope i'm not sure if we talked about on the podcast but we've talked amongst ourselves huge library of nickelodeon stuff Mm -hmm. um huge library of movies they're gonna have mission impossible day one on power mount plus um it's a pretty good look right now um so give that a look um and actually the nickelodeon of it, the nickelodeon of it all <laughs> dovetails nicely into something you wanted to bring up this week jared
2: so this is obviously nickelodeon uh, centric and whatnot but also coming from the world of TikTok. um i follow a handful of people over there and one of them jumped out at me and i was like wait a minute what What is this? Is this real life? And I thought that someone was, you know, how we were just talking, how, you know, uh, I'm I'm very sarcastic and Cody can't pick it up. I thought that this person was being sarcastic, and I didn't pick it up, looked it up. But there's this series on Amazon, and I believe it came out a year ago. It's from Nickelodeon, and it's involving SpongeBob. But it's not SpongeBob SquarePants. It's SpongeBob DocuPants. (laughs) And you're probably like, well, what the hell is this? So essentially... It is Spongebob-length episodes covering Spongebob episodes, but in the form of documentaries. And it is completely played straight, but the jokes are in there. Like, this is the perfect combination of comedy and real life. Like, this is uh, American Vandal-esque stuff. Where the first episode, because Cody, I believe you watched the first episode, it covers the very first episode of Spongebob, and like, who Spongebob is, and his rise to fame. It is such a delightful, intriguing, very fun, cheeky watch, especially for people who loved Spongebob growing up. So like, that's basically what I've been doing today, is I watched the first season, I guess, of this, eight episodes, um... And I'll, I'll talk about how each of them kind of weave into different aspects of the show and different tones of documentaries. But Cody, I'm curious what your thoughts and experience w- where it was with uh, this uh, SpongeBob DocuPants.
0: Yeah, so you told us about this last, last night, and I was like, well, mm-hmm. I got to watch this. If you're telling me there's a documentary about SpongeBob, I'm going to probably go watch that. And so I watched this. I think it was maybe 30 seconds in. And I, I messaged you guys, and I was like, "This is, this is my shit. I am fully in on this." And it's because it opens with like, um, you know the um, unsolved mysteries show, and it's got the set that's a really weird, not like it's a really weird nothing set with just like a couple pillars on it, and he just walks around in that little set and talks and like mm-hmm. says lead-ins to the footage. That that's how the episode opens. It's like this this guy in like a suit, and he's like, um, a lot of people don't know a lot about the rise of the world's greatest fry cook, SpongeBob, and he's playing it completely seriously. And then they start going to footage, but then they'll like edit the footage. So like some of it's in black and white when they want to emphasize it was a big moment, or some of it's in slow motion, and it is it it's not as it's not as good um obviously just like critically well done and deep and all as like a last dance but it has the feel of that like they treat spongebob like michael jordan in this he's he's like this this total boss at the middle at least in the episode i watched and and it's played completely straight face they never even wink they even cut away to people being interviewed about it and it is (laughs) i think it's fucking hilarious and as like as a person who's a fan of spongebob i feel like it doesn't feel like I'm watching something about the show SpongeBob. It feels like I also witnessed the events that SpongeBob did in his life and we're all talking about it having experienced it. It's a weird feeling, um, but it was really cool. And and most people probably won't have that, but what you will have is like, there's some pretty funny in-jokes. If you're familiar with the show, it'll be really rewarding. Um, I love it. I'm, I'm gonna watch, I'm probably gonna watch every episode of it. I think it's fucking hilarious and creative and I'm so glad that Nick let them do this. Um, Because I had never heard of it. I I guess it was a Nick production. Um, But I don't know how it didn't get more press when it came out. It's fucking awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is, like, I was trying to do some research to see how, like... Knew this was, and according to what I had found, was this first season. And again, I don't know if they did all the seasons at once, but once, but it was like 2020. So like this is fairly new, and this is exactly yeah, like you said, the for those SpongeBob fans out there, the people that have watched those episodes on repeat or grew up with them, it is like going in and kind of crafting these different stories or spotlights or little pieces of the episodes that you always had like a problem with or a question about. Um, especially like the first episode, you know, if you remember that SpongeBob where he has to go to the store to get the uh, – uh, Cody, do you know the name of the flipper?
0: The hydrodynamic spatula with port and starboard attachments and turbo yep. drive.
1: Yep, oh yep, God.
2: exactly. And one of the guys is like, yeah, those are really hard to find. <laughs> like the, And then the one woman is talking, and she's like, a bunch of anchovies showed up, and one said meep. And then the other one said Meep, and things just got out of control. (laughs) (laughs) So it's very comedic-centric, but also playing it very straight. And again, I've watched uh, the first whole season, so what, eight episodes? And the thing is... They change each episode, and the episodes are like, what, 10 to 15 minutes, 12 to 15 minutes. Um, Each episode has its own tone. So I think episode two or three is the slash slinging slasher. What's the name of that? Oh, shit the What's hashling that name? slasher yeah yeah so that one is like a true crime centric documentary covering it and like a little bit of horror vibes and very funny of kind of certain things in the episode and they're like well why did that happen or um another one was like attacks by animals under the sea where they have the bear bass or the bear fish and then the <laughs> uh, the giant earthworm um the, the alaska Alaskan bullworm there we go. Um. If you're a fan of Spongebob, give this a try because this was really just fun. Um, The way that they, they got these people in and they're being sat down to give confessionals in real, life, like, oh, God, there's, yeah, again, Cody, I hope you watch more because I want to talk to you about a couple more of these episodes, but, like, there's one that they just have a, a reoccurring joke that keeps popping up, and I'm like, they're going to keep doing this, aren't they? Um, so check out Spongebob DocuPants. That's basically what I did this week, or today, I guess.
0: I, honestly, I think, I think to me i only needed one thing to be sold on this after you told me about it and it was the the thumbnail of the show shows a photo of spongebob singing at the bubble bowl and when i heard there's a documentary series about spongebob and i'm assuming that's one of the episodes i don't know if you've seen it but i just need to find that episode like i'll watch every episode just to see that one a doc an earnest music like um behind the vh1 music. behind the music yep. episode about the bubble bowl i think is like the only reason i fucking need to watch the show but i'm gonna i'm gonna watch every episode i can't fucking wait this I, mm-hmm. this made me really happy when i put it on last night
3: <clears throat>
0: and it's free it's on amazon if you've got prime you can have it you gotta search for it it doesn't just pop up when you type spongebob you gotta type out spongebob DocuPants. um and uh give yourself a treat. I, I, I would echo Jared's recommendation. This is Mm -hmm. fucking, this is good. Um, my weekend, I had a different weekend than I've had in a long time. I actually got outside and did stuff. Um, it was a really beautiful day, really beautiful weekend here in central Oregon. So Saturday we got out and went for a hike. It was a short hike just up. Well, you guys have been up pilot butte, just a little one here in town. Um, so we did a little hiking, had a really nice day, went out to lunch, um And uh went to one of our favorite spots and just had a nice little lunch. And then um on Sunday, I got to go up and ski. And the reason I bring all this up is if... I'm not getting paid by Bend, Oregon to say this, but ben, <laughs> I live in the fucking coolest place in America. Like, I, this past week, was able to go hiking and skiing on consecutive days. Um, and... <clears throat> I could have golfed on Monday if I wanted to. Like, we just have, and especially during this time of year, spring or in the fall, you can drive in 20 minutes in any direction and experience a different one of the seasons and, like, do whatever activity. So it was really fucking cool to get to do both of those things last weekend without, I was never more than half an hour away from my home. Um, So Oregon is pretty fucking dope. Um, And also things are opening up. So, like, we got to go out to lunch and so... I feel like that mixed with just spring happening, things feel good right now. I feel like there's a sense of optimism out here. People seem to be in a little bit better mood. Um, you know, people are getting vaccines and things. I feel like, again, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I feel like we're we're kind of starting to really see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so it's just been really cool, um, especially around here, because as stuff starts getting open in Oregon, people are really, really active and the restaurants start popping off and stuff. I'm still waiting for a movie theater to open. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm starting to get excited about stuff. And and uh, spring skiing out here is just fucking awesome. And I'm not even that much of a skier. But um, it's pretty fun. So I'm enjoying myself. Springtime in Central Oregon is not too shabby. Paid <laughs> for by the uh, Travel Advisory Board of Oregon. The only thing that does suck is my legs are fucking shot. I We went on like a 30-minute <laughs> hike. And uh, the next... Then I went skiing the next day. Sunday oh, night no. I could not move. I was <laughs> laying on my couch, just out of commission. I had my feet up. I was not moving at all, um, which is pretty sweet. I'm not gonna lie. I don't mind being having sore legs. I can just lay on the couch and I don't have to feel bad about it. So that's what I did this past weekend. Then tried to fail to get a PlayStation Five again, which continues oh, to be still the haven't of my had luck. Nope. I've been, I've been, I don't know, I don't know how if you can say you've been close or not, but I've been in the mix a couple of times.
2: Um, <laughs> like going to a back alley, happened. found out it had rocks in the box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you guys seen the video of, um, it's um, a girlfriend and she gives her boyfriend a PlayStation 5, but when he opens the box, it's not a PlayStation 5, it's a printed off. Text messages between him and the girl he was cheating on. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> it's fucking savage, oh. and it's probably made up. But like that would—that's such a baller, like mic drop, grenade over the shoulder move. If you yeah. were gonna—if you were gonna dump somebody, is give them the thing they want most in the world, and then flip it behind, and it's like, nope, sorry, oh. cheating, bye. Also, I'm gonna make a viral video out of you, so you have to relive this a million times. Oh, that's a fucking no. sick move.
3: That nope.
2: is a a diss on so many different
1: levels. Oh yeah. That'd be the, that'd be the way to get to Cody other than the added one like on top of that would be there's empty cases of um Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man also that were oh, like inside no. of there there's oh. more text messages. They're all the yeah. nudes that he was sending or receiving. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Open Pull the, the fucking <laughs> Just click, click, open the fucking ratchet and clank box, and it's just my dick a hundred times. <laughs> wow, that is. Uh,
1: You're like somehow I like me. this even more than the <laughs> video game.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I'd have new artwork for my walls. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I always love art. It's a good gift. Now, fortunately, I'm a I'm a faithful man. I keep my keep my DPS um, private. Don't share them with anybody besides <laughs> you guys. And so
2: really thought DPS was going a different way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I keep that one was accidental. Um, but I do keep my private's private, so <clears throat> I'm glad I don't have to worry about that. But I wish
1: you'd also keep your public's private. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, yeah, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> um so we had a little bit of SpongeBob Docupants and a little bit of uh hanging out, getting outside, things opening back up this week. So that's what that's what's going on in our world. That's what we did. Now let's talk about what we're thinking about. And so, uh...
1: (laughs) I've never heard a podcast described so succinctly before.
0: Isn't that, yeah. There's not a lot of mystery about about our show.
1: That's just just a general, that's just a general, like in the dictionary, that would be the podcast, like in definition. (laughs) People on microphone talking what they think about.
0: <laughs> Man. Well, clearly host of the host of the year award goes to me for the uh, super compelling segue there. Um, but I reiterate, let's talk about what we're thinking about. <laughs> what do you think?
3: <laughs> think? think? think?
0: Okay, I want to go first here and ask you guys this. <clears throat> so I'll start uh-huh. with a story. I talked to my mom today and um, she That's told me it. a story about how at work she was talking to someone. And my mom, um, for those who don't know, my mom runs hotels and she's really, really good at it. Um, she's been really successful at it and she's a total beast. And um, she um, uh, was talking to someone in her like, back office department and they were telling her something. And they, they were providing um, f- not, po- like, not necessarily negative feedback, but like f- feedback that you don't want to have to give someone my mom had done something wrong and it wasn't anything serious. It wasn't anything super meaningful to my mom. It was a very small issue. Um, But what happened was on this call, this guy said to her something along the lines of, I've explained this to you five different ways. How do you not get this? Are you stupid or what? Said that.
2: Yikes.
0: And um, if you know my mom, uh, oh, no. You know that she did not take that shit sitting down. <laughs> she um, lit this guy up as he deserved. She reprimanded him. And there were other people on the call that saw it and, and they were pissed. So they, the question here isn't necessarily like, you know, is my mom on the right? Like, my mom's always right. So um, first of all, stand up for yourselves, people. If people are disrespecting you like that at work, like that's not a fucking management style. Mm-hmm. Um I want to know if you guys agree with that. Like, is there a place for like negative reinforcement in like still in the workplace? Or do you think we've gotten to a place now where you just can't fucking talk to people like that? And is that good or bad? Like, should, should, should you be allowed to talk to people like that? I think no, I don't think, I don't care what someone's doing wrong. You don't fucking call them stupid at work. Um, do you guys think so too? Or do you respond well to that? Like negative, uh, feedback when you get
1: it? Um, I don't think there's room for, like, stoop, like, degrading someone personally. But Mm -hmm. you have to, you know, if someone does something wrong or um, does, you know, you want someone to fix behavior, you don't have to be mean to them, but you got to, you know, help them fix it. Sure. Um, And if there's repeated issues, like, then reprimand, obviously, like, hey, got to do this, you know, you're on a warning, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't think, especially, that. I mean maybe under my breath at work, do I call some people stupid, but not to their face. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to go up to them and call them stupid, but I'll definitely, Hey dummy. Yeah. (laughs) I'll definitely think it or like, you know, maybe quietly whisper it, but no, I mean, definitely not. I mean, I've, I've been called names and it's, it's been a while, but, um, I had a high school job where a manager did that. And like, in the case of where they called me stupid, I, um, completely did the opposite of that job essentially where I made things worse <laughs> by like ba- essentially I was I was um had a I was crushing cardboard boxes in a machine guy yelled at me for not doing it fast enough so I took the cart that had was full of cardboard boxes threw it on the ground and walked away like tipped it over <laughs> and walked away so
2: wait so did you quit or what what happened? No. No oh.
1: I had been I had just been there long enough and um essentially liked by everyone else. so I knew mm-hmm. whatever this guy was temper like temporary and kind of new anyway, so I knew whatever I did. I could call him a fucking piece of shit loser to his face, and I would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he came he later apologized to me, so <laughs> well that's
2: yeah.
1: good as he for, should. for some yeah.
2: reason, you tell me that story. I thought you were gonna say. You were supposed to be crushing boxes and you didn't and realized that you were, I don't know, putting full cartons of eggs in there. They're like, what are you (laughs) doing crushing all the eggs? I don't know. I was making up stories in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's the whole thing of like, yeah, you don't call someone stupid even though – okay. There are people that fall into that category that I think everyone works with. And again, everyone's dealing with their own shit i've been told multiple times i'm sure you two at at a job where it's like hey are are you listening like we we've had to tell you x amount of times i just have too much going on um not only do you not call them stupid but you don't do it on a call in front of a bunch of people you you separately in like a one-on-one a weekly one-on-one or be like hey we need to get on a call and talk about you know maybe your performance is slipping like kind of like hey how, how do we uh, better uh, make this communication you know telephone line uh work or whatever um because things are slipping through the cracks and again maybe yeah. the person you know that is power mode is too power hungry you know you know how that is from Seth's story the guy <laughs> thought he was all big dicking and Seth's like no you do the boxes um <laughs> that that just breeds a whole like toxic environment of work and everything like that I mean we've talked about other things work related uh, on like when we're playing games and off the podcast and stuff and it's just like you know the the whole work environment is is a sensitive thing that's constantly changing I think and again this yeah. is coming from someone who hasn't been in that environment for almost two years now so I don't even know what the <laughs> hell
0: that is it's just to me it's like I don't, I don't think we live in a world anymore in, in the eighties. Sure. And maybe there's still certain, maybe like instruction workers still talk to like to their people about like, like that. I don't know. But in, in any industry that I've been a part of, there's just not room for that. Because like, what do you think is going to happen? Like I've, it's happened a couple times, not a lot in my life, but I've had people just suggest incompetence or stupidity or laziness of me in a way that was really direct like that and in front of people. And it has never gotten what they wanted to get out of me. So that's my question is like, if you're gonna say something like that to someone, what do you think they're gonna do? Like, do you think they're gonna go, you're right, I'm a fucking idiot, I better get better. And then they're gonna all of a sudden be better at their job? Like no (laughs) way in hell, I I doubt that's ever happened for anyone. More than likely, you're just going to alienate that person. You're going to make them hate you. And they're going to be even worse at their job. And they're going to dump the fucking boxes all over that, all over hell. Because, (laughs) because what? Because you wanted to swing your dick around a little bit. And I don't know if this happened. I don't know if females do this or not, but this seems like something that men do is assert their dominance in this way by belittling people. And I just don't think if someone did that to me, I would fucking, I would, I would let them know, you know? And if it was my direct manager, I would fucking leave. Like, I don't, I just don't think we live in a world anymore where you can talk to people like that. There is better ways to criticize someone, even whether, especially if they deserve it, right? Especially if they've failed on some level, um, you're yeah like jared said like bring it up talk about it but not in a way that's like fucking degrading i just i don't think you're never gonna get a positive result out of anybody and you're more than likely you're gonna end up on with a fucking facebook post about you with a million likes and and someone's gonna go on good morning america and talk about how annoying and shitty their boss was and you're gonna (laughs) become a villain like that's more likely than you actually getting better work out of your employee and regardless of what the fucking dynamic is if it's employee worker or just partnership or whatever the fuck telling someone that they're stupid I don't think is a fucking I, tell me a story uh, tweet us or facebook us at Soko Show Pod and tell us a story of a time you called someone an idiot and they gave you what you wanted um, because I just don't feel like that happens I don't know that's me on my soapbox again this week
2: flirting be like oh you're so stupid and then boom it works
0: yeah, yeah I suppose if you're negging I don't know if we're still doing <laughs> negging um, but if you are Let us know how well it works. Um, Tweet us, Facebook us, let us know. Let us know about a time when you were called an idiot and how you responded to it. I bet we'll get a (laughs) lot of funny stories there too.
2: (laughs) And then you throw the evidence in their face and then they're the idiot. Yeah. That's the best feeling ever.
0: That's the best. Someone's like, you dumbass. And you're like, no.
2: You're the dumbass.
0: (laughs) You're the dumbass. Because nine times out of 10, someone calling someone else an idiot to that person's face is themselves the idiot. Like... I don't know. I don't think that's something smart, well-adjusted, successful people do to each other. I could be wrong. You are the ones so. who
1: are the ball lickers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness, gracious. Um I'm going to step down off my soapbox. I'm a little heated cuz someone was mean to my mom today. <laughs> but um uh Jerry, you said you had something for mommy. me.
2: <laughs> don't be mean to my fanny. <laughs> um whoa, whoa. Oh yeah um goodness so my my uh think about thing and i didn't even want to tell you guys because it kind of fits with uh with the thing i'm going to talk about i guess um so i was talking to my brother today and i don't know every now and then he he, i feel like he's got something up his sleeve you know uh Uh, i was talking to him and he's like hey i ordered you something tomorrow you know some uh, like a surprise you know, and I'm like, well, what is it? And he's like, can't tell you. It's going to be a surprise. So I guess <laughs> the thing is, how do you guys respond or what do you feel about surprises? Because I, am, I have a stance that I think is dramatically different from the everyday average person. I am terrified and do not like them yeah. because I think you have to put on a show. And I am to an age where I can't put on a show <laughs> where if it's something that I just absolutely hate, I have to pretend to like I can't do that anymore.
0: Yeah. I am um, I think you're going to find yourself... I, th- I think we are in the minority, but I think you're going to find yourself in in common company here because I, I am not a big fan of surprises yeah. either for the exact
1: mm-hmm. reason Especially you Especially when someone gives me advanced notice of a surprise. Yeah, don't like, do that. That's even, that's even scarier. That, that's fucking annoying because now I'm going to be thinking about it and the way my mind works, once I'm thinking about something, it's not going to stop being thought about until you know something distract like if it's a ways out like for example tomorrow i'm going as long as everything goes okay i'm going to get the covid vaccine yay so i'm that's all i'm thinking about I was like, i want to get this fucking vaccine <laughs> mm-hmm. um and i'm like looking at my phone to get like the paperwork or like the stuff that they sent making sure everything's right um but that's that's how I that's how my brain works. Like once I'm thinking about something, it doesn't fucking stop until it happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unless there's like a reasonable ways out, like a vacation. If it's a month away, like I start thinking about it more once it gets closer. But especially something immediate or a surprise. Like twelve hours ago, I didn't think I was going to get the vaccine, and now I'm like, yeah, I'm getting it. So like that's that that was a surprise almost. I wish I could mm-hmm. have it right this second. Well,
2: I I think one big surprise that uh, Seth and I were you know included in, and it happened to you was. Cody when you moved there was a huge party yeah, for fun. you of just a group a plethora of your friends that someone put yeah. together for you like that's a prime example like how did you feel during
0: that so here's the thing about that is um i'm of there's two things simultaneously that i think about that event specifically one i i thought it was incredibly nice Um, my girlfriend from that time who we're not together anymore, um, uh, did an excellent job connecting with all of you guys and pulling everyone in. People came in from out of town. It was a big deal. And that meant a lot to me. The, I think the, I noticed the value in the coordination and effort and time that it took out of people's lives to appreciate me. That I loved and made me hyper emotional as you guys will remember. And I, I like that. Um, but I, I didn't like the surprise of it all because of some of the shit you were just saying. One, I, in order for that to be an effective surprise party, I had to think that there was no party. Um, and I didn't really want a goodbye party. But if I did, I would have gone all the way up until that point thinking that there wasn't going to be one and being disappointed. So that's a big part. You have to kind of play like you're about to fuck it up in order to really effectively have the surprise. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stinks. Um and then the other thing is that you, when you're surprised by something, you don't really have a choice but to react completely raw emotion <laughs> to it. And I didn't have an opportunity to prepare for that. And now it's not like anything bad happened. I just cried a lot and it was a little bit yeah. The reaction was In awesome. front of like
2: 30 people. And I looked like I had
0: been proposed to and I was a white girl. I put my hands over my mouth. You could have taken a photo yeah. of me.
1: Oh, there's a video. It was bad. I was um,
0: there was probably snot, it was ugly, it was ugly. It was ugly great,
1: guy. it was great because like you realized, and then you realized you were mm-hmm. like, Oh shit, there's all these friends! Oh shit, like, wait all a these minute. Friends. Well, I know these so people. So, you did like a, you did like a, <gasps> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was
0: first, it was the surprise of it all that just shocked me. And then after I got myself together, it was, oh my God, there's people that like drove in at Like Jared had driven two hours to be at that fucking party. And mm-hmm. then like Dan was there and he had driven like six. And yeah. I, that, that was the second wave was like, I can't believe these people showed up. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was overall a really positive, nice experience. I'm not trying to say that that's not the case, but I would rather have known it was going to happen. You know, I would rather you've told me, even if it was just the day before, hey, A lot of people are coming to town. We're going to have a party for you because then I can get into that mode. And for me, especially to be in a situation that that's, that's that social, I like to be able to get ready for that and know what it's going to happen. I was signed up for a nice, quiet, frankly, intimate night with my boo at the time. Um, I was not ready to get shit faced with my pals and have a party. Now I've managed to adjust. Okay. But Mm -hmm. um, I think there's, yeah. So I, I like the... I like the effort that's put into a surprise. I think that that's very valuable and cool. And I like to do it for other people. Honestly, Um, I've I've done that stuff a couple of times. But there's a lot of risks involved, Um, and I'm just a really particular guy. So it's really, it'd be really easy for you to fuck up a surprise for me, and then I'm going to be mad. Not even, I'm not even going to be neutral. I'm going to be pissed if you surprise me with something that I hate. So it's just, it's a hard target to hit for myself. And so I'm not, I'm not a big surprise guy. I will say that, even though I've been on the receiving end of some nice ones.
1: I'm even like now I'm invested in what, what surprise your brother's getting you. I'm like, now I'm like, now I want to know. <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah, and usually the
0: thing
2: the, the thing is, I'm usually really good about guessing things and trying to figure things out just from context clues and whatnot. Honestly, this one, uh, there's two different things. It's either some sort of video game, but there's no video game that's recently coming out. Otherwise, it's an air fryer, and if it's an air fryer, oh, I'm about to fuck up some cheese balls, but I, I have a dude. feeling it's probably not oh, that.
1: Oh, if it's an air fryer, dude, dude. like we're, we're going to Hy-Vee, and getting see, a whole bunch this of apps. right
2: Exactly, and this right here, what we're doing is why I don't like surprises, because I'm going to hype this shit uh, up, and it's not going to be an air fryer. I
1: really, <laughs> I, I really hope we get a Snapchat tomorrow that's an air fryer.
2: Because
1: uh, then we're going to Hy-Vee, getting a whole... For South oh, we're by, getting that whole aisle. We're just going down and just throwing everything in. We're getting all the appetizers. We're going to get the best. at Hy-Vee, they sell delicious, fresh ranch. They sell delicious, fresh (laughs) marinara. So we're going to go just get all that shit.
2: I would like a whole tub of ranch (laughs) and marinara. Yeah, no, basically, Cody, everything you said was kind of how I feel, where it's like, I mean, I've had people, significant others, family, and whatnot do surprises here or there, but I always feel like I maybe it's on me where I react in a way that then tarnishes it, and then it's like, Okay, we have to put on this act during this surprise party or whatever, and then once you, it's just the two of us again. There's this fight or or mm-hmm. uh, argument where it's like, well, I was trying to do something special. You should feel grateful. And it's like, I didn't ask you to do this, and then it goes off from there. Where I am very much that person where I'm like, I, I almost want people to like step on me because I don't feel. I, it's a whole mental thing, you know. I don't even have to get into that, but it's just like, don't do nice things for me because i understand you're trying to be nice but just don't just buy me cheese balls or something you know like that's good enough um (laughs) because yeah believe me i've had people that have bought me stuff that i'm just like that is way too expensive (laughs) oh i just wanted to like surprise you i'm like that is way too expensive that's the first thing i always think about is like the monetary value which again someone write in call us uh, leave a voicemail. Let us know how I guess I am supposed to react to those surprises because I take them in the worst possible way. The yeah.
1: other thing too is then like I don't like when people get me gifts or, you know, like are extra nice because then I feel obligated to return that.
0: To reciprocate. <laughs> yep. And, and then... I just
1: like I like it most when people just leave me alone. <laughs> 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 That's the best gift you
2: can give me. Please leave me alone
0: i've had that um um, that reciprocation thing i've thought about too in the past as like did you give me a gift because you wanted me to get this gift or because you want a gift and sometimes that's a thing sometimes people do really nice stuff for you because they Mm. want stuff in return um now i don't really think i've probably ever been in that position but um i think there's there is an obligation like the second the surprise wears off it's like well fuck! now i gotta do something for you and like, if you're a low maint, like we're all relatively low maintenance dudes in terms of stuff like that. So it's like you don't really have to do um, those type of things. Again,
2: again, just give
1: me cheese balls and I'm happy. Yeah. You just call me yeah. a classless bitch over here. That's a <laughs> lot.
0: I think you're very classy.
1: <laughs> Dude, this this whole reciprocation thing even gets so bad as to like when, when uh, I have an email exchange with someone at work and, like, they end the exchange with, like, have a great weekend. I just want to end this you with too. thanks, bye, like, or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't want to fucking re- return it with, like, yeah, you too and, like, try and word it differently so I don't just feel like it's just, like, some lame response. Like, just leave me alone.
0: <laughs> you know what I've started doing in that realm, and I don't like it, um, is uh, I've always... I've. I have a hard time with, um, Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? You know, that it feels useless. Mm-hmm. There's not really any information mm-hmm. being transmitted. And, um, so I like to just go into a meeting, but nobody else really wants to do that. So like, I'll come on to a call and they'll say, Hey, Cody, how are you today? And I'll just answer them. I'll just say, doing pretty well. Thanks. And not ask them back. And I know it is the most rude thing. I, I know that everyone is going to think I'm a dick if I keep doing it, which is why I'm not mm-hmm. going to make a habit of it. But I have done it a few times recently just to keep the ball rolling on stuff because I'm like, I don't want to hear about your weekend. We have shit to do. You know what I mean? If I really earnestly give a shit, I'll ask. And I'll mean it when <laughs> I ask. But I've been trying to cut we out we stuff like I'm not that. trying to
2: go play softball with you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and so it's like, that's a hard thing because it's like, I want to be efficient, but I also want to be liked at least a little bit. You know, you kind of need that. So that's a hard thing to tread because, yeah, I'm not really in favor of just like the pleasantries and reciprocating just for its own sake. Um, that's never that's never felt like a positive use of time for me. I don't. know. You know what? Maybe other I, I now know why thing.
2: the three of us get along so well, or get along so well because <laughs> I noticed that problem of me doing that a lot earlier on in life. Like, you know, I think I finally like learned and caught on where it's like you have this unwritten thing of society of like, hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I would do the same thing. I'd just be like, eh, pretty good. And then (laughs) it's like conversation stops and then they didn't know what to do. But I was just like, we are getting nowhere. These are filler words. This conversation means nothing. Let's go to the meat of it and continue. Let's get to the meat right away oh man
0: Get to the meat right away that should be if Seth had a a company that like did meats as a as a as its thing that would be its tagline let's get to the meat right away that would be <laughs> you'd show up on the front of the commercial and be like I'm Seth Ott let's get to the meats right away and then you would just show oh, yeah. pictures of meat and that would be your commercial I think there's some money yep. in there licensing opportunity yeah. if you're looking for a mascot for your meat company I think I call, could do uh, call the chef here
1: I think that actually sounds like an opening to like a cooking show, where it's just like me standing out on a oh, deck grilling stuff. A grilling. Yeah. Dude, that's how that. it starts. Let's get to the meats right away. I mean... <laughs> oh,
0: <yeah. laughs> Is that you pulling? Are you pulling out an electric guitar and hitting a fucking a, solo a, on the it's deck?
1: A, it's a meat guitar.
2: <laughs> oh, it's a giant piece of... It's like a, a tomahawk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh my god you're like totally Kyle at the end is not he just kind of fucking do meat man right to the meats we should have known we should have known yeah let us know I I have a feeling like we I think we're in the minority I think we're the psychopaths in this case (laughs) on the surprises um I think a lot of people like them I think a lot of people like doing them so let us know if you're a normal person out there um let us know what you think of surprises do you like them do you like planning them for other people do you think it's a good thing um and uh, also, what do you think of, uh, how, how do you give feedback? Do you give, you shit on people and say really mean things to them? Or do you, you know, try to be nice a little bit? I don't know. Let us know your thoughts at Chopad on Twitter and on Facebook. And you know what we did? We, d- we just talked about what we were thinking about. That's what we did. What do you think? Think, All righty. Well, the next I thing, stay with you? me on this one. This is a pretty complicated segment we're about to get into. We watched some stuff, and now we're going to talk about the stuff we watched. This is a segment called "What Did You Watch?" What? What? What?
3: What did you watch?
0: All right, there was it was kind of a big weekend, actually. I was I was really pleased with uh, kind of the slate of available things. Uh, A couple of big uh, um, film releases and the finale of the big uh, Disney Plus show, *WandaVision*. I think we'll we'll finish with *WandaVision*. Um, which will include a little bit of spoiler stuff. So keep an eye on the timestamps down below on that. But let's start with the new uh, Eddie Murphy sequel um, from the the classic 80s film, Coming to America. This is Coming to America um, with a two in the middle because we're still doing that, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, this is the sequel. We have um, Eddie Murphy, we've got Arsenio Hall, they're back in their roles. Um, Wesley Snipes joins the show. There's a lot of new names and faces that I didn't recognize here. Um, there's also like Leslie Jones and some others who do cameos. Um, but essentially, the story here is uh, Prince Hakim. I hope I think Hakim, maybe. Um, he is um, he's be, he's being criticized because he doesn't have a male heir. He only has daughters, and so he ends up discovering. That he actually does have a male heir, and it's um, a a child who was conceived during the first coming to America movie, and so he's got like a 30-year-old male child who he needs to bring over to um, his home country, which oh my god, Zamunda, I believe, yeah, that one, Um, and um, potentially um, get him groomed up and and king material to take over the Zamunda. And uh, there, it's, a, it's very goofy. Um, it, there's a lot of callback jokes. This feels like one of those movies. Um, it felt to me like Anchorman 2 uh, in that, like, a lot of the same bones are here. A lot of the same things are here. There's a lot of callbacks to the original. It doesn't feel as fresh, obviously, because it's a retread of some things. And ultimately this wasn't like to me of a, a great comedy, like the first one was, but it felt to me like a reasonable follow-up. Uh, I laughed a handful of times, um, but this ended up just for me coming in at fine. Um, I thought there was some pretty funny stuff. I thought there was some pretty silly stuff too. Um, but ultimately I liked it. I think for an unnecessary sequel 35 years later, uh, I thought this was reasonably good. Um, were you guys entertained by this?
2: Yeah, I'm glad that you said or mentioned Anchorman too, because I think that that's a good comparison. Because I originally was comparing it to like Zoolander two or Dumb and Dumber two, but those are colossal. Like those are don't don't watch those people. Um, this one is somewhat watchable, but again, it follows the same kind of through line, the the tropes, the jokes. There's a lot of callbacks. I, I felt like it it relied. On nostalgia, but too much. A little bit here or there was fine. You know, some familiar characters, some funny gags here or there. You know, the the going back to the barbershop again and getting all of those characters again was great. But, like, what are we getting that's new? And that's, the I think, the biggest problem for me was... It's, it's these people that are trying to fit into this young mold, this mold of the 80s that didn't really update with the times that are, you know, hey, these are old people that are are trying to, you know, do this young man's game once again. And that was the biggest thing that just didn't land for me. I mean, there were some parts that I, I chuckled and some funny characters like the cameo from Trevor Noah was the best part yeah. <laughs> I thought. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I laughed every time that was going on. Um, but Seth, I'm kind of curious, what would you have to say about it or think about it?
1: I didn't watch it. Okay, <laughs> you didn't watch it then. Never mind. Um, I thought you had.
0: Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that either. I thought, I thought so you too. had seen it. I don't know, I Seth, in your, in your specific case, I don't know if I'd recommend this to you. Um, unless you're a big fan of the original, um, I, I would also encourage... <laughs> Um, I would encourage a double feature here. If you mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the first one in a long time, I, ha- I haven't seen the first one in years. Um, and so I, I think there were probably some jokes that I missed. I think I could have gotten even more out of this. So if you've never seen the first or if it's been a while, I'd recommend a double feature here. And I think it's perfectly serviceable for that, you know, if, for a callback. I, it's not a, the best comedy of the year, I doubt. Um, but I, what I will say is, in a world where we've we get... How do I wanna say this? I think this is progress. I think that um, that Eddie Murphy and an all black cast with a mostly black crew can make a mediocre sequel to a 40 year old movie and have it be just decent and have people still watch it um, in in today's age, I think is cool. I think that's progress. Like,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: I think a lot of times like black cinema, especially we're coming out of Black History Month and we're talking about like celebrate black voices and all that stuff. And so many times we just pay attention to the top end, the Steve McQueen movies and fucking Jordan Peele and like the critically acclaimed excellent shit. But like actual progress includes mediocre stuff too. And I think that's what's cool here. This got greenlit, this got made with that script and this cast and all of this stuff this late. And so I think that is cool. And so even just... I think it's a I think it's a mediocre to decent movie but I think that that is evidence of progress in a way that's cool and to me is is valuable so that mm-hmm. would be the one thing I would add um but uh in in and of itself the movie is is just fine you know check it out if you like the first but um not something yeah the to the, call the, the
2: double the double feature idea I like um mm-hmm. I didn't I guess exactly do a double feature. I watched the first one a day or two before just to get a refresher because again, it had been 15 years probably since I saw the first one. I mean, I remember watching bits and pieces way back in the day and being familiar with it and, uh, you know, just getting that refresher and it, it helps the second one, but also might hurt it a little bit where again, you're like, Oh, it's more of the same, but also it's like, Hey, It's going right into it where, you know, it it helps it, but it might, in some people's eyes, hurt it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that. You just feel like you're watching a four hour version of it instead of two. I get that.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, that's an interesting one. It's too much of the same sometimes. I mean, a prime example I played the Nathan Drake trilogy all the way through, and by the third one, I was like, okay, I get it. It's too much of the same gameplay. I got to get a break from this and come back. Yeah, the fourth one
1: was amazing. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no Fail. Awful. <gasps> Throw it in trash. Uh oh. Them's Throw fighting words. In the trash. Uh
0: Coming to America. This is on Amazon Prime Video now. You can check this one out. Um, it's not even a paid rental, so if you're already getting Prime, you're gonna get coming to America for free. Um so check that one out. And we're gonna go on to another movie. This one I believe we all saw. Um, so Seth, why don't you set this Disney Plus offering up for us here?
1: Yeah, WandaVision. Um it no <laughs> Um. Yeah, Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, I got to see this one in the theater. Uh, I think you guys both watched it. Uh, <laughs> like lowly peasants, even though <laughs> you know, I watched
2: it in my basement.
1: Yeah, and you have to fucking pay for it. Um, scoop. <laughs> but uh, no, I got to see it on the the big DLX screen with the big old sound and the big old screen and the big old popcorn. It was a good time. But uh, essentially, Raya and the Last Dragon takes place in this fantasy world where essentially there's this uh, there's this dust type thing. Uh, what do they call it? Do you remember the
0: the drune?
1: Um, that invades these lands and starts turning people into into stone. And there are these dragons that come together and defeat uh, try to defeat this uh, droon and. Um, they're not able to do it, but they put the magic into. W- there's one dragon who is a uh, is is the is no known oyster. as the mythological, um, like the the god type thing, mm-hmm. and uh, they they worship it, and this is the one that saves them all. And lo and behold, this drume comes back, and Raya, this trained warrior who was sworn to protect the orb, does not. She fails. And is outcast, and is trying to bring back <laughs> the the dragon. Uh, I keep want to say Shinigami even though that's a, a YouTube fighter. Um, <laughs> um, but she she comes together with the last dragon who who is brought back, and they try to defeat the drone. And they they get a nice little cast of of characters along the way, and there's a nice heartwarming story. Um, <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm so confused right now.
0: This is like actually a really solid summary. You're just giving it so, it's dripping with sarcasm, but this is, yeah. this is actually a pretty solid summary. And this isn't spoilers. A lot of that sounds like heavy spoilers, but this is that's like the setup of the movie. Um, but I don't know. I can't tell what you're driving at, but it's, I'm intrigued. I like, keep going.
1: I don't know. I'm just, I was starting to try to do it in like the, once I went to like the nice part, I was trying to do it like the in, like, the the Disney trailers where it's, like, in one day, you know, like, where he, oh, he's, like, yeah. real, like... In one day, the dragon
2: comes back. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Anyway, uh, I thought this was fantastic. Um, the whole world that that is built around it, um, there's a bunch of... So, basically, once all the dragons go away, there are these different clans that are based off of, like, parts of a dragon. Um, and Jared has compared it to Horizon Zero Dawn, where it's kind of, like, that... Type of feel in that type of fantasy world where um, there's these different groups and clans and different types of cities and different feels within each one because some are like have more wealth and power and some are uh, more like big beefy warriors and uh, beefy <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and so um, it's it's got a super deep world build but then also there's some really dope action and you know it's pix mm-hmm. Disney slash Pixar essentially um, so it looks fantastic I mean it's so, I mean, some of the best action just on screen in general in a while. Um, but yeah. then it looks crazy good with these dragons and these different colors. There's a bunch of like neon almost looking colors that pop throughout the screen. And um, so, yeah, it's a gorgeous movie. And it's funny. Um, Aquafina plays the, the dragon, um, just the voice of the dragon. And uh, she's just. She, she got to be Aquafina the whole movie. She was just kind of th- thrown. Little cracks here and there, and got to play kind of just a little, a little aloof, um, but very funny and sarcastic as well. Um, uh, Kelly Marie Tran is that who did mm-hmm. Raya? Yep. Um, yep, she was great. Um, I mean, just the gen- the voice cast in general was great. And I mentioned like the the group that come along uh, come along um, at a certain point throughout the movie. They kind of like gain a new person or new set of people throughout each time they visit a place, and. That whole cast like comes together perfectly, and they're really funny. They're really cute. The and then they have some heartwarming moments too. Um, I love this movie, though. I think um, if you have Disney Plus, it's worth the extra thirty dollars um, that you pay on top of Cody's account. Um, <laughs> um, or if you're able to see it in the theater, um, yeah, definitely check it out. It's 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 a really good one to see in the theater.
0: I think mine. I think. All, the, the 40% of our listeners who were on my Disney Plus account, so I did, I got the all access. So you might be able to go through that to see it. I don't know. But um, as someone who did pay the 30 unnecessarily, I forgot until after I did it that I didn't need to. Um, but I was, I, I watched this with my girlfriend. So the two of us watched it and was really happy with it. Like I, I never regretted spending the 30 bucks. To your point, Seth, this is excellent fucking movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny. It's well acted. It looks incredible. Like there, there were probably a dozen different times in this movie where we were on the couch going, oh my God, that looks so good. like with a water effect or like mm-hmm. a, the way they would do, they would do lighting, because there's some interesting lighting sources and things in this. Um, it's got a really great message, a couple of really great messages. I think the, I think they kind of bash you in the head a little bit with the moral of the story. If I had one small criticism, but it's a nice moral of the story. Hey and um and then even besides that moral of the story there's a lot of like really this is a female-led movie uh all the all the really strong characters all the meaningful and powerful characters are pretty much women here and so without being in your face about it it just gives you a world where the women are in charge and not even like overtly so it's not like wonder woman it's just that the people that happen to be in charge or the best warriors or whatever the fuck happen to be women in this case so i think that was really cool also from the sjw side of things um, and they didn't hit you in the face with that so much as they hit you in the face with like the, the moral of the story that you'd want the kids to take away. And um, I thought it was funny. I got emotional a couple times. This was this was a really, and for it to be completely original was really cool too. Cause as you said, it's a huge world build. I think this is a fucking home run. I, I, I was amazed. I, I knew I would like this, but this is, for me, it's easily my favorite movie I've seen this year. Cause I haven't really seen anything. <laughs> um, but uh, I think this one will have some staying power on the list. Really?
3: Mm Mm-hmm
2: yeah yeah I uh I mean I'm gonna echo everything you guys said the few other things I'm gonna add echo echo um I mean I compared it to Horizon Zero Dawn which again people who are familiar with that video game and everything will will get that but I mean the thing I got from it was this was a very much like video game-esque where it's like you get this world you get this mission you have this conflict you bring in more people to your party there's these interesting weapons interesting powers and everything like that's the thing that I really loved so much because I was invested in the world the characters the cool different areas each had their own personality their own color schemes their own music like the music is such like it was it felt like a video game again like you take this somehow you get that same graphics and you are in control of the character because the background music is like this epic adventure but also has like these like these cues of like synth and like i I don't even know how to mention it but like it felt video gamey to me um which is you know maybe you might be taking it as like a you know a, a negative but no this movie is awesome all around great um leading to the very end uh cannot recommend i mean disney you know it's it's a money machine they're just printing money over there and again i think i'd have to go through and see what i've seen but we're only three months in but this is one of the best movies i've seen this year
0: yeah the video game Boom thing helps it. it's a it's damn near two hours you're never there's not a second of it that's boring they, you're just going from thing to thing to thing you're meeting new character new character new character and it's fresh every 10 minutes you're getting something new. And, but not in a like a jumbled mess sort of way. Like it feels like you're getting a lot, but never too much. The the side characters and things are hilarious and weird. Like I can't imagine pitching this movie. Like, you know, I, I don't want to give too much away about the supporting cast because some of the reveals there are pretty fun. But like if I if I listed you the members of her party by the end of this movie and said these are what these are the people we're centering this movie around, you'd be like, no fucking way, I'm paying for this movie. Um, mm-hmm. So they do a lot of really goofy stuff that doesn't seem like it should work. But I think as much as anything the the realm that this is set in where it's like it's like tribal and um low-tech in some ways but also has that like neon colored um, futuristic stuff also and that's I think something that directly relates to horizon to your point on the comparison um, so it operates in that space where it's both old school and futuristic, and that's a cool mashup to me because of the music and the weapons that they use and some of the different ideas and things. Like, ah, uh, man, yeah, I could go on and on. This movie was fucking dope. They did a really good job. And it makes me think too, if this was their March movie, um, I know they've got a couple other, Disney's got a couple other things coming out this year. And like last year we had Onward in March and Soul in December. I think most people would prefer it Soul. So like if this was the March movie, whatever's coming next, I'm really excited. I just think Disney is on a hot streak that, I don't know how far back it goes, but they've been hitting hitting them out of the park the last couple. So if you want to catch this, it's available in your movie theater now. A lot of movie theaters are opening back up, so you might be able to go catch this. Highly recommend seeing it in theaters. Great sound, great picture. Um, Would be really, really good for the big screen. Um, but if you do want to watch it at home, uh, I think I think we would all agree it's well worth the $30. You know, grab a couple friends or, or watch it with a partner or whatever. But um, check this one out. Well, well worth the watch on Disney+. Plus. This is Raya and the Last Dragon. Almost definitely going to be nominated for the Oscar. I, I'd be shocked if, if five better animated movies come out this year. All right. Last but not least, uh, we're going to move from movies into the world of television. Uh, and more specifically into the world of WandaVision. So this, of course, is the MCU's um, series centered around Wanda, Maximoff, and Vision. Um, We had a nine-episode season here. Um, I guess we'll do, maybe we'll do, like, overall thoughts and then get into a little bit of spoiler territory, maybe. Um, So, JB, why don't you go first with uh, your thoughts on WandaVision?
2: WandaVision! So, yes, the epic Wanda-division... division. (laughs) Division. (laughs) (laughs) uh finale ended out um are we doing spoilers or spoiler free
0: spoiler free first
2: okay spoiler free um so overall i mean i really like what this is the first aside from like the inhumans that was a huge flop and you know the netflix stuff that uh with daredevil and whatnot like this is mcu proper tv series long form disney plus this is their first go at it and i Am blown away by what they are able to do um, because you know maybe it's not going to get as much of a budget that a mainstream movie might get, but everything seems like they are taking care. They're taking the movie focus and putting it into these shows i mean there's maybe a slippery slope here or there with some of the effects and whatnot but the way that they crafted the show not only the unique ways of you know diving into these different decades the different sitcoms the 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 personality that each one of them has in the quirks and whatnot and putting that into the show and somehow shoving this into a 23 24 movie series that we already know and love and people loving it like Every single week, yep. TikTok, social media, everyone was talking about this show for three to four days and hyping it up two or two or three days before. It, like, this owned two months of, of headlines, essentially. Like, I loved what they did here. I, I might have, a, you know, a few nitpicks here or there with uh, not necessarily misdirects because this whole series was kind of like keeping you guessing and whatnot. I think... Uh, how it ended and again i read up some things about um some change of plans due to covid restrictions and uh maybe a script change a couple episode switches and whatnot and and it kind of shows towards the end but i mean if you are any mcu fan if you have not watched this give it a try i personally thought it was a slow start but episode three kicks it into high gear and you are hooked after that Right when Batman
1: shows up, it's like, yeah. Right when shit. Batman, which is like, holy
2: Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, Jared pretty much summed it all up. Um. I don't have any complaints with it. I thought it was awesome. I love, you know. I, I think watching it, um, especially early on, it was just like nice to get back into the MCU after having having been so long. Um. Every time that, that Marvel intro goes, that, like, 45-second fucking intro, I love it so much. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then, you know, as it went on, like, it was clearly something different that they hadn't tried before. And they, you know, Marvel is making good on that promise of we're going to do different stuff with this and then Doctor Strange being more horror and, you know, this tying into Doctor Strange and all that stuff. Um, so they're still keeping the MCU connected and keeping everyone involved, but trying different stuff and um i love the misdirects in it i love the fact that they're not just servicing everyone and fan pleasing with like everyone trying to make everyone's guesses right and you know doing the popular thing with fans and you know i think that's that that you get into a problem that's when you get into star wars territory where i think Mm -hmm. it becomes super divided it's like marvel has a story to tell let them tell it they, they know what they're doing. They've been doing it for over a decade, and you've been eating it up. So just chill out. You, they got it. Just sit back and relax. Um, but, uh, no, I think I, I thought it was fantastic. You finally get to care about Wanda and Vision, which you never really did before. Yeah. Um, I think Anthony Mackie was on Hot Ones recently, and he, he was talking about how um the b you know the b and c and d characters are the, always the more interesting ones the you know your captain america's and iron man's were the, are there to drive the story and the other characters are there to fill it in like you know like you're saying with wanda and, and vision uh, vision um they they've kind of been there to they've been more interesting they've been more mysterious and they've had these super they're super powerful but you never really got to know them and now you care about them now that you know them um and you realize how interesting they really are um same thing that's gonna be with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think that's that's just another reason to love it, is because you actually get investment with these these guys, and that's what T V does. Um, you Cody had mentioned we were playing games last night and Cody had mentioned um, I think Jared mentioned also that this was supposed to lead right into um, Doctor Strange, whereas like a mm-hmm. week or two break and then boom. And like how cool would that have been, like with the hype around mm-hmm. this? Like people would be freaking out, but also maybe you know, that for the for the good, because this happened during the pandemic. People are at home more, and, and you know, 60 million people a week were able to watch this. Um, so that's something to think about, too, with that. But overall, fantastic job, and I'm very pumped for Falcon and Winter Soldier.
0: Dude, I cannot wait. This fully – I think there's probably audio from this podcast of when we announced um, – or when it was announced that <laughs> – they were gonna be doing some of these spin-off shows and WandaVision was gonna be one of them. And I'm pretty sure I remember me saying, I don't yeah. fucking care about Wanda and Vision, yeah. how are they gonna make this show? And yeah. I even, even in the middle of the series, like when everything is, is kind of wacky and you're not really, and I remember thinking, even in the middle of the show, I remember thinking, how the fuck did they get this greenlit? And what I forgot and what I was reminded of is that these guys don't fucking play. Like it's, it's Marvel, it's, it's mm-hmm. almost always awesome. And every time I want to lose faith in them, they fucking just bitch slap me with something awesome. (laughs) Like last time I got pissed at MCU was about Captain Marvel and then the end game just blew the fucking roof off my doors. So, (laughs) and now I was like, oh, this probably isn't going to work. I don't even know if I'll watch it. And it was so awesome. Like I, I, this was the thing, this was appointment watching for me every week. I got up early and Mm. watched this before work on Fridays and Mm. I've never done that for a show before. And so... I think a lot came together to make it such a big phenomenon. Like you guys mentioned, everyone was talking about it and following along. Um, and that was really, really fun. My one thing I think too, and this is no fault of the show itself, I think I'm envious of people who will find it later because the one, the one downside I have to being a part of it every week and following along is there's so much speculation and so much theories that bounce around and stuff like that. And um, one of you guys mentioned, this show isn't really in the business of making you right. Uh, it's got its own story to tell and it tells that story and it's maybe less fan servicey than you might hope. Um, and if you're just looking for the theories and you wanna be right, I, you probably won't get it and that might disappoint you. And so being a part of that storm, which is fun while you're doing it. Like I had a blast, we would speculate every week we would do it and I had a mm-hmm. blast doing it. But I think that affects how you receive the show when you do get to the end. And so for those folks who have been insulated from that or who will see it later, I think they'll get even more enjoyment out of it because I think this show, I don't think it is what we thought it was going to be, but what it is, is awesome. And so Mm -hmm. um, I think they did an excellent job and we'll talk more about why when we get into spoilers here, but this is a heavy recommend. If you're not on Disney Plus, fucking you should be. It's a no brainer at this point. And we're not even getting paid by them to say that. Um, but uh, get on there. You can watch all nine episodes of WandaVision. You're probably going to want to burn through it fast when you start it if you haven't seen it yet, um, but big, big recommends from me and from, from JB and Seth, too, and we're going to get into some spoilers in a second, so if you haven't seen WandaVision, you're going to want to skip ahead. I'll put a marker Plug in your buttholes.
1: The, plug your <laughs> buttholes,
0: and uh, we're going to talk about some spoilers here, so let's get into that. S P O I L.
3: Spoil.
0: Soiled it! Soiled it! Soiled it! You ruined it and I'm leaving. <laughs> I think where where I think the spoiler stuff for me starts is that the last one. Mephisto, point I mentioned,
2: that's where that's exactly what I was gonna say too. Mephisto.
0: Yeah, so so the Mephisto stuff, right? Like we we were all speculating, we were all excited to get Mephisto. And um we thought we were gonna get this big huge you know, Mephisto reveal and bounce right into Doctor Strange because that's what they told us they were going to do was why we thought that. But Mm -hmm. what we ended up getting instead, to me, felt like a much more down-to-earth personal story and the entire thing is an allegory about grief. And I didn't even lock into that as, as the track until like episode six. And so what I think is the most fascinating about the show is they give you all this they give you all this flash and all this dressiness and they give you the different genres of TV and stuff like that. And you can just enjoy it for that if you want. But underneath it to me is this really well thought out and relatively deep, um, story about Wanda going through the stages of grief and that's the point of the show. And that's why I think you can get away with not having Mephisto. And I read that someone that was interviewed that was part of the show said this, um, If you have a big, bad Mephisto, then the show is about her beating Mephisto. But what the Mm -hmm. reality is, is that she herself is the villain and her grief is the villain. And she eventually overcomes that. And Agatha, Mm -hmm. sure. But really, it's the grief that's the enemy here. And I think that is really interesting. And I think that Marvel had the depth and the smarts to do that, but still package it in a way that everyone's dancing on TikTok to the fucking Agatha all along song. And (laughs) you have both Mm -hmm. of those things is what I think is really interesting that Marvel is starting to do more often, and I fucking love it. It makes me incredibly stoked for everything they're doing. I've been way more excited for Falcon Winter Soldier than I ever was for WandaVision, and now that is like stratosphere. I cannot fucking wait to see what they do with that shit.
1: I do hope, though, when Catherine Hahn does inevitably show up in Doctor Strange when they need her help or something like that, I hope that Sam Raimi does do a little nod and plays the little bit of a hint of the theme or something, mm-hmm. so people because yeah. that'll that people will fucking oh they'll lose it yeah they'll lose it. Was it was the number one song in iTunes for like a week. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's pretty fucking awesome.
1: I mean, it's it's just crazy.
2: Yeah, again, like what we're saying, it's crazy how this essentially took over. TV, social media, people's uh, – wa- I mean, this was a water cooler. Like, this is the definition of that. I mean, yeah. you know, people are working remote, but um, everyone's talking about this stuff. And for, for myself, honestly, um, Cody, you mentioning grief. I, I don't think I noticed that until you mentioned it to us <laughs> yeah. when we were playing games. I, I just – I guess it just didn't click. And then when I was thinking back through all of the episodes, I'm like, oh, each one is covering an aspect of that, essentially, you know, denial, acceptance, anger, you know, all that stuff. Um, For myself, I will be honest, this show did not click until episode three and a half. Um, Mm -hmm. I understood what they were doing with one and two, it just... I was like, okay, I get it. It's gimmicky. I can't do what they're doing here for more than what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I think that they knew when to get out. They knew when yeah. to switch it up, you know, with the decades and everything. And maybe you guys are thinking differently than I did, but I just was like, okay, I get it. It's setting up the show. There's a reason that they dropped two episodes at once mm-hmm. was to give you a little bit of a flavor and then essentially hook you on the on the rest of it. I think. Um, And we'll probably get to the end uh, episode. But I think that uh, there's a lot of things open still. And Mm -hmm. again, this is part of a bigger universe. I'm curious on how this is going to affect things moving forward for people who have never been exposed to this maybe. But there is a lot of stuff that is kind of out there in ether that's probably going to set up things in the future. Mm -hmm. But again, reeling it back it was a story of wanda and her grief and i understand why they left those things kind of you know not really tied up but kind of you know focused on her essentially for that last episode i mean i don't know about you guys but i was like tearing up towards the end when when she had to essentially say goodbye to her family and everything Mm -hmm.
0: yeah you knew it was coming two miles away but they, they did it well I thought they did it well at the end. I think the final battle with her and Agnes was cool. The Vision fight, I said this to you guys the other night too. I, I've always hated Vision. I always thought he was overpowered and not compelling. But what is compelling about Vision is he's so overpowered, but he never wins with his power. He always talks it out. And he does mm-hmm. that here. We don't know what the white Vision is going to go do now. Um, yes, we do. Do we?
1: Um, I mean, they haven't confirmed it or anything yet. But what do you, what do you, I don't than- know. What do you think? Were you one of these TikTok speculators now? <laughs> um, you no, know, I was reading up on him though. The White Vision, um, which he is now white with a blue thing in his head, but he has all his memories. <laughs> it's still amazing to me how it's just fucking like blah, 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 memories. Peace out. <laughs> yeah, gone. Yeah. Like no deuces. I envision. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, um, but anyway, he has a lot of um, run-ins um, with the Eternals. In the comics. Oh, Um, sure. So he's gonna go up there and (laughs) that's probably how the Eternals will mix in with the MCU. Um I could dig that. But anyway. I liked it. Yep.
0: I think I think they rounded it out well. You to your point from earlier, Jared, I think it, it did seem like they maybe made some changes at the end. Did you feel were you upset? when you realized that we weren't going to get Mephisto, is that something that you felt like you needed? Or, or were you ultimately happy? I think, for me, I was like, I, I liked what we got. We'll get Mephisto eventually. So I, that didn't bug me. But did you guys feel ripped off by the ending at all? Did you think it was less climactic than you were hoping? Or did you end up digging it?
2: I mean, no, I wasn't turned off by the not Mephisto. I mean, I'm glad because no one's theories were right. I don't like when people are taking... And I mean, I mean... We're kind of in that game too, of you know, talking about stuff, breaking stuff, theorizing. But I love how nothing was really spoiled for me, and mm-hmm. and that end episode. Sure, some of the effects could have been polished a little bit more, but for it being TV, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is action packed, like this is, yeah. you know, not entirely like an end game, but this is. It it's to- like I, I am so curious on what the hell falcon winter soldier is going to be loki and then what the next slate of these are going to be because not only is it mixing in different genres into the mcu but like the amount of care and budget that they're putting into them like this is
1: again a long form mini tv series yeah well and then just i mean even just the the what you mentioned but Add on top of that, like I'm super excited for Doctor Strange now. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to just to see Wanda again. And like, what the fuck's going on? You know, she just peaced out and was reading this book real fast. So, I mean, <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what's going on? I want to know how she's doing. Is she okay? Is she she over her her grief yet? But I hope so.
0: I root for Wanda. They've done a really good job of making her sympathetic. As powerful as she is, she's mm-hmm. still uh, vulnerable, and I think that's interesting. I. About her I still
1: don't understand the accent thing, though. Like when she's using it, when she's not, still don't, still don't get it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if she'll, I don't know if she'll be using it. She didn't really talk after she left the bubble, so I don't know if she'll have it back or not. But
1: that new, she has like now a legit fucking superhero costume. That thing Hot. is dope. Hot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, this is this is not really film criticism at all, but I think I think we, we got to have a horn. I think for Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> she is uh she's quite a beaut she does a good job in this show She's very very cool um it's been a while since we've done the horn
1: um <laughs> and then there's there's also then they created um what the um the the blah, 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 blah. Proton, Ram- I think, is her name. Like, Rambo, yeah, Spectrum. Ram- Proton, yeah, yeah. Um, so they have a new hero there. She's going to be involved in Captain Marvel two, which that was hinted at with the end with the scroll and the mid credit scene. So they did do a lot. Like there's a lot they're going to be going with now. Essentially, they could have branched off into three different movies with Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel two, and potentially Eternals. Mm-hmm. So this movie or the the series did more for continuing the MCU story than anything ever really has. Um, yeah. You know, most movies will hint at one, you know, and this one did three different things. Uh, I think that's super smart too. And yeah. they're not things that like you probably going into those movies will have to know, but you'll be like, the fuck is a, this white vision doing? Didn't he get his brain pulled out? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he needs to go get a tan. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, I will
2: say, give some love to him. Jimmy Woo. Woo character oh yeah people latched onto. people loved randall park um awesome. i know someone speculate or not speculated but suggested and i would be all for it was like an x-files type show where he goes <laughs> around and investigates oh, different mcu yeah. like like uh cases and it's like with the reception that his character got i uh-huh. think that they could be like yeah dude we want you because people love you yeah yeah there's no yeah. way randall he's park not in so the next awesome. ant-man too
1: mm-hmm. oh, he's definitely him. gonna be in the next ant-man
0: yeah. Yeah, we're kind of venturing into this post-blip world too. Um, you know, we'll get more of this in, in um, Falcon Winter Soldier, but I think this is, I mean, proof of concept, right? I mean, they they have everyone's attention. We're all watching. Um, we give a fuck about how this is going to tie into the movies, and it was good. And you saw the budget, and it was yeah. well done. Like I, it, it's it just feels like they nailed it. And they're only probably going to get better um, as they continue to get better in this space. So, I I mean, this is fucking awesome. And I was a vocal yeah. hater of the idea of doing these Marvel shows that were going to be <laughs> kind of required watching for the MCU. I was anti that for a long time. And uh, now I'm very pro it because it gets me more MCU stuff. And, yeah, every week, uh, to your point from earlier, the, when the Marvel fucking thing comes back on, that is me getting fired up. I'm never going to not. Yep. They've trained me. I'm never going to not get pumped yep. for that.
1: Yep, they did it right. They're doing it right. They're smart. They're they got us all by the by the uh, by the short hairs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wow, man! The short and curlies. The short and curlies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we're going to be giving our movie to the Marvel folks uh, until we're all dead. So, looking forward to more of that. Let's go ahead and bring back our in. movie to them? our yep. folks who um, who have not what did i say our money <laughs>
1: <laughs> you said give our movie to the marvel folks give our
0: movie i'll get i mean hey if marvel wants our movie we'll fucking <laughs> give it to them um one dollar marvel taking our money we're gonna be giving them our money until the day we die
1: money and
0: please. um we're all okay with that so wandavision was uh, was very very good everybody here enjoyed it get out there and catch up on it if you have not yet um, so that's going to wrap us up for what you watch. We had WandaVision available on Disney+, Plus, Raya and the Last Dragon also on Disney+, Coming to America on Amazon Prime. You can check those out all right now um, if you like. So that is what we watched. What?
3: What? What? What, you- what?
0: And that will just about bring us to the end of this episode. But before we do leave, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to all- Thing. My one more thing, I will just say this. Um, next week, um, the NFL new season starts. We're going to have free agency, and I'm just fucking pumped. A lot of players moving around. Uh, my Rams are exciting. They're, they're in the mix right now. A lot of people talking about them as a good team. A lot of moving stuff. I love the NFL offseason, um, and it's we're just that much closer to more football come this fall, and I'm really stoked. I'm also... Potentially, I'm hopeful this is the year um, a dream of mine for a long time has been to be a season ticket holder for the LA Rams. And that, that might be something I'm able to do this year, depending on COVID restrictions and a whole bunch of other stuff. So like NFL stuff is coming soon and I am fucking cranked for it. Um, and so I'll make that my one more thing this week
2: yeah but for my one more thing um it's i I mentioned it to you guys last night but every now and then i mean i just feel like you know maybe i'm spinning my wheels maybe i'm not you know growing or learning or creating things as, as good as i might think or or want but uh the other day i got an email and i was like well Okay, what's, the, what's this email? And I open it up, and I, no lie, I thought this email was a joke because one, they emailed me, and I Googled the person, I looked him up, and it was official, but uh, publicists at Paramount Pictures emailed me specifically and were like, hey, uh, we found some of your stuff online. We think it's really fun. Would you? We, we'd like to add you to our. Uh, press contact list for, you know, advanced screenings, potential interviews coming up in the future and whatnot. And I was like, holy crap, yes, you can reach me at this email. I don't know how you found this, but thank you so much. <laughs> please, please send me any and all movies. Thank you so much. So, you know, it's those not even small wins it's like you know being grateful and kind of like how much work gets put into this and finally you know every now and then people recognizing that especially you know these these studio heads for a boy that lives in a basement in (laughs) iowa so thank you paramount boy (laughs) uh so yeah potential uh early stuff from paramount pictures in the future
0: this is fucking awesome dude I am really stoked for you. As I say every time, you have something awesome. It's well earned, and um, we need to talk a lot more about Tom Cruise on this podcast. Because yes. if you're in the, the interview, uh, the yeah. interview uh, rotary here, and they're going to be doing press for Mission Impossible uh, before too long here, if you can get an interview with Tom Cruise, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: I
0: don't know. That's all I'm saying. I don't know, but uh, we're pretty stoked. We're pretty stoked for you. Um, the Paramount Plus thing too, they're one of them that they've got a lot of, Paramount I don't think is getting, and the Paramount Plus app too, I don't think is maybe getting enough as, as much attention as maybe it should because I don't think we're realizing how many awesome movies are coming out from Paramount. Um, we mentioned Mission Impossible and there's a whole list of other shit. Like they're a major studio um, mm-hmm. and their app isn't getting quite as much attention. I think it will as stuff comes back, starts coming out. And so you're going to be right on the fucking forefront, man. That's going to be sick. That early uh, Mission Impossible screening, you're going to have to let me know when that one comes in, I think.
2: Uh, yeah, we'll that see. and uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, fuck. There's
0: a lot of Tom <laughs> Cruise in your future, man. That's exciting. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> Seth, what do you got for us?
1: Um, I was greeted to some, some nice news this week, um, some some exciting news. Um, if you'll remember around, actually around the time when the, that, that dull. That storm came through. Um, I had ordered some Kevin Smith uh, movies, cheeseburgers through Goldbelly. Uh, I think that might have been my first Goldbelly purchase, um, first of many. <laughs> and uh, and they were delicious. They're nice, nice little patties, good burgers, whatnot. But coming up soon, I will have the chance, along with Jared. To eat freshly made movies burgers, um, as they're opening up a pop up Mubis in Des Moines, um, coming up in April. So I'm very excited about that. Um, basically, the pop up that they build um, is have it's kind of a you know replica or movie set type of uh, of some of the movie sets. So I think um, you know you go inside the movies and it looks like a movies counter, like a fast food place and then there's i think some things that look like the clerks the outside clerks the the convenience store quick stop um in the past kevin smith has been at some of these um i don't know i doubt he'll be at this one but um it'd be really cool if he was um because if i met him um i would immediately poop out the cheeseburgers (laughs) 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 um but uh yeah no so i'm very excited about that um you know, I, I made a pretty good burger. I mean, I can't can't lie, but I'm excited to try a fresh one. So,
0: Man, that's going to be fun. I, I've never really had an opportunity to walk other. I think the best example I've had is the Harry Potter stuff at Universal Studios. Having an fun. opportunity to walk onto a set and just be in there is really cool. It, it sounds that's, dorky for sure, but it feels awesome. And that's going to be a really cool immersive experience for you to just be in movies or in the quick stop, which I imagine would be even more exciting for you
1: yeah mm-hmm. the um although i like clerks do more so movies is even actually oh, yeah? a lot more um but uh uh the harry potter thing like that's that's the most immersive thing because it's like the the music added to it is the best fucking thing in the entire world
3: the just the
1: like just that whole thing whereas like they probably won't have that in movies um you know there's there they did have some like ding, 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 like yeah. that type of music <laughs> going on in clerks too but um that was mostly for the donkey show and i really hope there's not a donkey show also in this mo- i really hope there is <laughs> uh, that's no mayonnaise or oh no, oh, no. <laughs> If it's a hundred bucks
0: um, for you guys to get into the movies After Dark Donkey Show, I will buy your guys' tickets. <laughs> just, just right. so, I just want to know you went. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you no, know, I'm very excited. I, I can't wait. Um, it's cool that he's doing it. Open it up here. I guess there's a good, good, uh, good little fan base in in Des Moines. So, cool. I love it, man. I'm excited. I
0: love it. Big shit popping. Seth's gonna go get some movies. Meet Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. JB's gonna get Tom Probably Cruise enough. interviewed. Right here on the show, I hope. Um, And uh, (laughs) the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl this year. So a lot of great stuff this week. (laughs) And one more thing. But I'm down to one one more thing. That's going to do it for episode 187. Is that right? Holy shit. No, it's
1: 186. 12. Episode
0: 186 of the SoCo Show. Thank you guys for joining us. Big shouts out to all of our sponsors. Um, you can link to their sites in the description box. Um, you can also link over there. Go become one of our anchor wankers. want to give a big Wanker. shout out to all of our current wankers. We really appreciate all of Wanker. your support. Uh, and thank you to those of you who listened for uh, spending a couple hours with us this week. Um, we hope you'll join us for our next live show. That's going to be uh, March 25th over on the J Buck Studios YouTube page. At
2: Jared Buckendall.
0: Make sure you go over there and subscribe to that page so you can make sure to um, to catch us there. You'll also be able to stream. Um, nope, never mind. I don't know why I fucking started that sentence. Um, <coughs> so make sure you join us there. It's really, really fun. We, we love to have you guys uh, active in the comments. We can interact with you guys a little bit. Uh, those are really fun shows that have been a highlight for us. So we hope you'll join us 8 p.m. Central on March 25th. For now, though, uh, JB, for the folks getting over there to the J-Buck Studios YouTube page, what should they be on the lookout for um, coming up for you?
2: Um, a little slow week this week, but I think uh, kicking off maybe this weekend, I might have a new uh, movie reaction that I've been sitting on. I think uh, I, I still know what you did last summer. Oh, shit. Um, you know, WandaVision, once those kicked it up, I, I kind of put a lot of uh, uh, stop on some of that stuff, but that's going to be cu- kicking out. Um I potentially will be having early reviews and or reactions for uh, Falcon Winter Soldier and maybe the Snyder Cut otherwise next week uh, I think Seth is coming down and it's South by Southwest so just we're basically just going to be eating a bunch of food and watching a bunch of movies again setting it's
1: up yet, a right. nice little movie theater mm-hmm. it's going to be a good time
0: man I'm jealous that's going to be fun Sundance no South by south by southwest coming in hot make sure you're following Buck studios youtube page so you can get all the latest and tiktok uh, so you can get some of those quickie reviews as well as the guys are working through the south by uh catalog there so you don't want to miss that stuff um make sure you come on back next week for another edition of the soco show but for now that's going to wrap up episode 186 for the bro host jared buckendall and for the so host seth ott i've been the co-host cody michael and we will see you next week
1: Bye